Welcome into DNVR Watches The Mandalorian. And on this episode, it is season two, episode six, The Tragedy. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. With me, returning to the show, making a grand triumphant character power ranking correcting return to the show. Important. <laughs> I'm back, baby. I'm back, and I'm ready to right the ship from this debauchery that went on last (laughs) week without me. I'm gone for one episode, and it all falls apart. I I thought of you the whole time I was like, there's no way that Kale would approve what is happening now. So we'll have the full mea culpa. We'll have Guy and Eric back on at some point. We'll all get to argue about it. But for now, this episode, directed, by the way, by Robert Rodriguez fun and interesting situation there I'll, I'll ask as good as better than not as good as the last episode or the last couple of episodes we've seen wow it's hard for me to even put those in a in a, in a ranking I, I i will make it as this statement the last four episodes of the mandalorian episodes three through six so three four five and six at this point are the best star wars content i have consumed since disney took over yeah. And I think yeah. that is very telling um, as to, in my opinion, how good this season is. And I'm a fan of the sequel trilogy. I am not a hater by any means. I just, um, I've really loved these last four episodes. This episode really just carries on the strengths that have been going on. Um, I, I mean, we can just rip off the Band-Aid, I guess. Um, I was one of the people that wasn't necessarily looking forward to a Boba Fett return um Mm -hmm. i thought his character was better as a silent type it was really great in the original trilogy because he didn't have many lines and i don't know i i didn't know how to feel about fully fleshing out that character especially after him miraculously surviving return of the jedi um but i was happily wrong in every sense of the word yeah yeah, it, it really was, I think, without overdoing it, just a loving reintroduction of a classic character and to get the actor that played Django in the prequels and, and have it come sort of full circle for those of us who don't hate the prequels, certainly acknowledge them more than Eric Weedham does, you know, that enjoy this stuff and just go, you know what? Yeah, it, it, he could have been left a silent, mysterious Hey, that's kind of neat character, but the fact that they threw him in there, that they got really the only person you could get to play him and and not have us go, oh, I don't know, it doesn't feel right. Knocked the performance out of the park as well. Totally. I, I should say um, there was a lot of ways that this could have missed. It didn't in any way. He looked right in the armor towards the end of the episode, even an older version of Boba looking right in the armor and the performance was just knocked out of the part. They didn't ask him to do a ton because I, he's, I, to me, not a very classical, he's no Anthony Hopkins by any means, but I think they asked him to do the perfect amount where he really thrived. He was really badass. The, the vocal acting in it 
really matched the aesthetic that they created for the character and the makeup design right. as well. I thought they nailed the aspects of his character um, and what Boba would be like without his armor, with that staff, totally. club, spear thing. Um, oh, what a interesting in from Ryan here saying he, does, he doesn't like the episode. I, I, I couldn't disagree mm. more. Um, I mm. thought it was badass. I'm not going to say it's my favorite of the season. I think that probably still goes to episode three. Um, the height, the, I mean, the space heist mm. with Bo-Katan. It was yeah. just so, so incredible. But I, I mean, I, I, I don't have enough good things to say about this episode. So I, I guess we can get into the details. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and just to match your point, I'm probably an Ahsoka Tano uh, fanboy to the extent that that would be my favorite episode. But still, I agree with everything that you just said. And you just kind of led perfectly into this really uh, play of the game because this kind of happened early as we're getting reintroduced uh, to, first of all, to Boba Fett from like a long time ago, right? Uh, but also to Fennec Shand, uh, as played by Ming-Na Wen, who, by the way, has as good of nerd credentials as an actor as anybody. Dude, she Stargate, is... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I mean, and she's in The Mandalorian. Like, let come on. Yeah, she's also, <laughs> I was trying to think somebody else threw out, she's in a few other things. Uh, she's been in a, a Final Fantasy stuff. She's bit like she's just like queen of the nerd. She's absolutely fantastic. She's so good. So it's great to see her back. And and we knew that character was eventually going to come back into this. So we we want to see more there. And I feel like in quick succession here we have a lot of uh, nominees for play of the game because oh yeah she was so Mulan. Thank you. Goodness gracious. Right. Like <laughs> come on. Like how many? Yeah. Are, her nerd I just, yeah, I just quickly insane. rattled off the things I recognized her from being like a Stargate Marvel fan myself. Right, but, right. <laughs> but I'm sure yeah, she's been in a gazillion things. She's so good. So uh, she comes back, and I think no, she did a lot of cool badass shit. There was mostly some some great shooting in that moment where she's like pinned down, and how do you like Gatling gun style, you know, stormtrooper laser stuff? That was cool as shit. But her. My favorite play of the game from her was straight up her throwing her helmet right at that dude. Like she just took oh, out right. a stormtrooper I mean, by throwing her helmet at him. Come on! If we're talking about changing the game, even though if we're talking about the grand scheme of the op the episode, they kind of lost. Let's be real True. here; they True. did kind of lose. Um, but play of the game, as convenient as the trajectory of her kicking the rock over was. It was a little too convenient for me, but it was a game-changing play. It was a game-changing play. <laughs> but you don't like, say, right? Like, like if the other team makes a bad defensive right play. In, I was like, the turret totally. is right in the row of the rock, really. Um, yeah. But yeah. I moved on. That was like, a, yeah. that's a nitpick. <laughs> get, it's a nitpick. You get over it. It was so cool. Like, it was a cool moment. Seeing a turret blow up, like all that. I agree with you, Ryan. The rock push was cool. It was just a little too convenient for me. Yeah, right, right. That no guy's got to move. Perfect. Um, Katie, Katie yells out while it's happening, move. She had time to say, move. Yeah. <laughs> so he had some time to move. We also then have right to apply stormtrooper oh, yeah. logic to this, which is like, you know, <laughs> they're not going to move. That was thing. absolute classic they were firing off like hundreds of rounds a minute and they had her pinned down and couldn't hit her. That was some classic stormtrooper can't hit anything logic. Uh, so you've got all that. Then right after that, 
Mando pulls another. This is the second time this season he's pulled this move. It's almost becoming a signature. His self as a shield using the armor to step out there. That was a badass moment where he got to stand in the way, fire out a few guys, and while also delivering some badass action line, you know, dialogue. Usually that stuff can be super cheesy, but when she's going, I don't like our Raz, and he says, eh, seen worse. You know, that's come yeah. on, that's cla- that's great stuff, great delivery great from little, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Classic spaghetti western line thrown in there, just really hearkening back to what the core of the show is. Is it really totally. is a spaghetti western in space? I think a lot of that had to do with the setting as well. They chose a very Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico esque <laughs> right. looking setting. Um, I saw some complaints online as well, a couple in the comments of people being like, well, it didn't really look like another planet. And I'm like, well, how much did Endor look like another planet if you had, you know, been to a swamp, you know? So it, it, to me, that didn't really throw it, throw it out for me. Um, some people complained about the setting. I thought it was really cool and did a really good job of hearkening back, uh, hearkening back to what the core of the show is, which is, it's a spaghetti Western. Yeah, and and I thought the last couple of episodes have done a really good job of driving that home. I think one of the things you would have totally agreed with, of the many things you would have disagreed with on the podcast you missed, when we really got into the samurai meets Western, especially at the exact same time during the two different standoffs with Ahsoka inside and Mando outside was one of the best moments so in awesome. Mandalorian history, maybe so in Star awesome. Wars history. It was so cool, but... Um, Oh man. Okay. We've, I, I've got to finish that third point, but I've got to now, first of all, I've got to try to get this name right because the question is so good. Vojislav? Uh, I, I think uh, the J is Vo, Vo, I Vojislav? Vojislav. Vojislav. I think Vojislav. Um, Vojislav. Well, right. We're close at all. Right. I'm so sorry if we just botched your name. <laughs> we're, we're we're trying. It says Beskar Spear versus Dark Saber in the finale. Now I'm going to be disappointed if this doesn't happen. If not this, I'm, this is a thing that personally. Will so this is like way out spoilers. I'm hoping to see a little bit of a dark turn from Bo-Katan and to see a Bo-Katan with the Dark Saber versus Ahsoka Tano with the lightsaber in the finale. But like that is. Uh, that's my Star Wars dream for this season. I don't know if we'll get it. Yeah. Oh, man. That's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> so my final nominee for play of the game, and you really could take the entire reintroduction of Boba Fett from the moment he got the armor back on and just did all of the things, the no-look shot, the releasing the rockets. But I think the final, the, the coup de gras at the end of it, right, was him taking out two ships in flight of stormtroopers. I think that's your play of the game. That's got to be love it. Throwing and that's, it. What, that's that was be the it. one I was hoping you were going to bring up because it's got it's got to be it's got to be. I mean, that's got I, I don't know what else I would put as the play of the game. There were a lot of play of the game moments. Um I mean, I she did take out a stormtrooper with her helmet. <laughs> I mean, that was badass. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, no, it's gotta and, be, yeah. and as Ryan's pointing out, was aiming for the other one. What a great line between Mando and Boba here. It was just a perfect little perfect little moment. Um, yeah, but I actually think my favorite Boba Fett stuff was before he got the armor back. It was cathartic. It was fan stuff. 
it was fan service without being over the top and cheesy to see him with the armor on doing all the things we want to see him do. But him with his club spear staff thing, just absolutely wrecking stormtroopers using his intelligence to get around and the way that club just absolutely shattered their polymer armor. I thought it was so, so cool. That was my favorite Boba Fett stuff from the episode. And it sort of seems like this season, every episode they've been even up this like true badass. And, you know, it's just been banger after right. banger after banger lately. And Ahsoka was just like, I thought it was going to be the peak. And I got to be honest, I'm a huge Ahsoka Tano fanboy, but, what Boba did in this episode might have been like the most like one-on-one badass stuff we've seen all season. Yeah, from like an action standpoint, and you know that's probably if we like go. Uh, I was going to use a word you don't know because you're not a wrestling fan. I was going to say outside of kayfabe, outside of the world of th- their reality, right? The the fictional world. Um, Boba Fett got the Robert Rodriguez episode. I mean, the action yes, in this, did. the 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 uh, coordination, that's not the word, but choreography, thank you. It's like, blank, I know the word. My fourth podcast of the day, I'll get it. The choreography and the, the action sequences and the editing and the impact of all of that, that's why we had like five nominees for play of the game. It was really well done. And that's something I've been impressed with this season as a whole is the Boba Sep. Boba Fett reunion action episode. They went out and got Robert Rodriguez. You know, for the Ahsoka Tano episode, they went out and got Dave Filoni, the guy who has been, you know, creating and and curating that character from the beginning, you know? And before that, Bryce Dallas Howard for the big action cinematic set piece episode. I mean, I think what they've done for matching directors to their content this season, seeing now that... John Favreau's taking a little bit of a step back and is directing less of the individual episodes himself and moving more into just a showrunner aspect for season two. I think they've just nailed it every episode with who was directing what. And that yeah, cannot totally. be cannot be um, undersold to me. There's just such an art to doing that. Yeah. Totally. So I think this next conversation is kind of two this bleeds into the character power rankings as well but it's also a part of our colorado crossover because last week we were talking about i think we were leaning toward mando maybe not being Jokic. that not really working quite right but we really like baby yoda slash grogu as mpj boba fett back in this thing what colorado athlete debut was like this i mean this is was this a kale mccarr level debut for boba Ooh, fett? I, it's t- it's it's Yes, it was. was it? But it was tough because wow. he's he's a character that we've known before. Maybe not necessarily in this setting. What it reminds but there's me hype. of that there's hype. What it reminds me of, and this might rub some Nuggets fans the wrong way, but how special the debut was. I think it was Allen Iverson to the Denver Nuggets. Oh, I like that. Actually, I think that's a great, great analogy. I actually really like AI because he's from another generation, right? He's from another team. So he's like, he's from another movie. He's from the movies. He's not even from the show. It's like, he's like, he almost feels like he's from a different part. But and there was a ton of hype around it. 
And people totally. forget those first couple, I mean, those first couple of weeks, and man. obviously the AI mellow experiment did not work. Like, I will be the first better to than admit people that. Remember. It, was, it was, but it didn't work long term. But, it didn't but those work. first no. couple weeks were electric. I mean, watching it Alan Iverson in a Nuggets uniform was everything I wanted it to be when he first took his debut. And that's what it was for me this episode, watching Boba Fett just kick ass and absolutely like I don't know. It was it was exactly what I wanted it to be. He put the he put the armor back on and it was exactly what you wanted it to be. It was him sharpshooting. It was him using his armor to the best of his ability, but just being a badass and not having right. to talk through it. And it was so cool. It was so cool. Right. It was like the first time in a Denver Nuggets jersey, Alan Iverson crossed up a dude. You're like, oh, 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 that's the thing I've like, always oh, heard about. And I've always heard about it from over there. And now he's doing it here. He's doing the thing. That's, I think, I think Iverson's the, I think you nailed that, Kale. Thank That's you. That's pretty fantastic. We'll we'll run Thank that you. by Weedham, who I think is the final say on these kinds. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna sign off on that. That's pretty fantastic. And now, and I, and I really do have to get into this now because I don't want us to spend less time on this than we need to because this is about to get ridiculous, Kale. You decided. It's- and I didn't press you on whether or not you know it was just because you didn't want to make a, a ten-person graphic. Doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> We're doing five. This five, is tough. Five people get onto our character power rankings. And it was tough last week. And this is so much hard. We're only adding oh. characters as oh. we go on. Cara Dune, get out of there. Like, yeah. love you, Cara Dune. But you're nowhere close. Yeah. And we she was even in this great, episode. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but we got, oh, we haven't even touched on the Moff Gideon moments Moff Gideon. we got this episode. Which were amazing. He was, he was an incredible yes. big bad for a TV yes. show this entire episode. We haven't even touched totally. on it yet. <laughs> what are we going to do, Kale? How do we? Okay. All right. Do we start at the top? Do we start at the back end? This is, oh, this we is so difficult. start at five. So Cara okay. Dune was at five last week. She's out. She has to. She's just stay. out. She's, the question is. She's out. But who are we sliding into that spot? All right. There are three characters who showed up in this episode, in my mind, in a big way. One has been on our power rankings before, and that's Moff Gideon. He held that fifth spot. You just talked about him. He's giving me shivers. Man, it's getting scary. He's pulling out dark sabers. He's threatening little baby Grogu right now, throwing him in shit. Like, it's getting real. His his presence and and scariness is, is no longer felt. theoretical. It is felt. No. He's got the dark saber. He's got the. I mean, Giancarlo Esposito. What an absolute oh. perfect casting choice for so, Moff Gideon. It's just so good. I think he's got to be in that five spot. I think probably. So I. I think what that means, though, just to be clear about this, and and I'm not sure she belongs, but Fennec is not going to get onto the power rankings. And She had an awesome episode, and if we were to attend, she'd probably be number six. But we just, five is five, the elite of the elite, and I just don't think she did enough to overtake the people who were higher on our rankings. Um, Right. 
you know, it's and, not even a we'll slight see, to her. We're, right? we're not even fully into this conversation yet, but we might even be looking at kicking off someone like Bo Katan, who has been my favorite character oh, this man. season so far. Um man okay all right well here yeah here's where it gets real so let's because because i think you're right i think at best she's in there at sixth i want to see more from her but she's got potential both as a character we don't know much about who could go in any number of different directions and obviously as we've talked about that actor is just very capable uh so it'll be very interesting to, to see what they do with her now <laughs> now we get to the bo katan boba fett Baby Yoda, Grogu, Mando, Ahsoka Tano conversation because it's this just, is, it's, uh, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. It's, it's a disaster. disaster. What do what we do? Is. What do we do? Because right, let's start. You, you say what you were going to say. You do your thing. Here's what I will say about Boba Fett he had the strongest 10 minutes of screen time of any character in this entire season, in my opinion. I buy that. Maybe in the whole show to this point. Maybe I mean, in the Mando's, whole show. I mean, Mando's Boba had Fett, some strong 10-minute He's moments. not even on screen as much as you think he is. But when he is on screen, he's making an impact. I love right. what they did with the character. Like I said, I was the type of guy that wasn't that interested in seeing Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. Throw that all at, all out the window. They nailed <laughs> it. more it Boba Fett in The Mandalorian, please. I was wrong. Yeah. It was really really good so like i think as far as like i don't know impact per minute of screen time he's probably rocking a number one spot right now but is that Ooh. what we're basing the power rankings off of i don't think so but it's, he's gotta it, be higher than four i think you're right i think he's gotta be higher than four and and that's what's tough about it because you're weighing that against ahsoka tano who had an entire episode built around her who got all of the screen time, right? And all of the character development, but we may never see her again. We may, I, I suspect we'll see her a little bit here and there, but I, I would also suspect that the majority of her character development and arc is over, right? Whereas we know they, they laid it out there. They, they gave us a very clear indication that there is a goal yet to be solved here with both of these other two characters. Boba Fett's going to be in the rest of the season. It's looking like he's part of Mando's crew. We know Bo-Katan is coming back. Right. And we know so, there's a deeper story. So I, I, I felt like giving Ahsoka Tano made sense. Giving her the, the, the one spot made sense because it was such a strong episode that was so built around her and so drew on a loving tradition that so many of us do care about and Eric doesn't, but whatever. <laughs> the question is now that she's not the hot new thing, now that it's not any new toy, how far does she fall? I, I think she deserves a spot in the, at the very top, but th this could be a, a big fall for her. So the other thing we have to like throw into the mix here is Mando let Grogu kind of slip through his fingers at the end there. Where does that, where does that fall? Um, Mando not being, um, although the moment at the beginning of the episode with the ball that comes off of his joystick, yeah. 
and the moment between him and Grogu and him acknowledging it's his name, like their yeah. relationship is just blossoming and just these little moments that happening every episode for me that that inclined to me, I'm finding myself caring more and more about Mando as a character, not just yeah. because he's a badass. And that for me is sort of bringing him up in the rankings. I mean, him falling all the way to number three last week was a travesty, but you know, we're not, we're, we're moving on. Um, we're, we're, we're moving, moving on. <laughs> I'm over it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he made you make that so, graphic and everything. <laughs> yeah, I had to make that graphic just seething the entire time. So I don't know. Okay. So here's okay. the hard part for me. I think we have to throw Bo-Katan off this list. And she might, she might pop back onto the list. I think you're right. And she's been my favorite individual, like, show up moment from this season other than like obviously Ahsoka Tano had like an entire episode built around her so I'm kind of throwing sure. that out there completely different but right. as far as like a side character I've loved Bo-Katan um, but I know she's coming back and I feel like if we're down to five spots there's just there's not an argument so here's my thing there's not like an argument for her to be there over over Grogu there's not an argument for her to be there over Mando and there's not an argument um, for their for her to be there over Boba Fett. No, no. And, and I'm not prepared to, to drop Ahsoka that hard after That's one episode. Saying. We're not so, going to drop Ahsoka totally. off the list. That's right. That's right. We're not going to do that. It, I like this strategy. We kind of did this with Moff Gideon, right? And it turns out we were right. We were like, we're going to put him in the end and then we're going to kick him out of there. Cause we know, but we know he's going to be back. We know, And yeah, here he is. He's back. And I, I think you're right. I think Bo-Katan will find her way back to the list, but I, I, I also, I think you're right about this because, you know, baby grew, baby Yoda. Now, um, the issues that had been there for so long of him kind of staying steady. Now, these last two episodes, he gets a name. He gets backstory. He's sitting in fields of energy. He's tossing stormtroopers around the room. Yeah. He's like, he's talking about he's, doing stuff. That is a hot hot take, but you know, we'll, we'll uh, yeah, oh, yeah. That is a hot take. Okay, well, I, I, I'll, I'll move past that. As a Bo-Katan fanboy, I will move past that. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, so who do we put in this number four spot? Of so we have. So here's my thing, Drew. Okay. I think we see an Ahsoka free fall from number one to four. I think we do. I think I that might think be there yeah. is a smart. For a one-up, she got her time in the spotlight as a character who might not come back the rest of the season. I don't know if there's an argument to have her over Mando, Grogu, or Boba Fett. I think that's right. I you, you've sold me, and I think, and I think because we did put her at number one last week. You feel much better. About moving her back to number four. Did I come back? I was oh, gone you're back. I'm back. You were gone for a sec. I think you're okay. back. Oh, uh, and he's gone. That uh, I agree. I anticipate. Oh, am I here? Am I there? I could be anywhere. Who even knows? This will be a fun to edit out a little bit. Thanks for rolling with us on the live, guys. <laughs> um, okay, I think I can hear you at least, whether your video is cutting in and out or not. 
Oh, he's gone. Okay. So I'm talking, I'm soloing it. I've never done a solo pod before. So please roll with me here. So Bo-Katan, we are kicking off the list, unfortunately. Oh, Drew's back. Thank God. Yeah, I've okay. never done a solo pod before. I was proud of slight second. I'm sure you were doing fantastic. Um, all right. So, yeah, Bo-Katan's out of there. That, that's brutal. And we've got Moff Gideon at number five. I think we've got Ahsoka Tano in there at number four, anticipating she'll probably fall off the list. If she comes back, she can make a play for it. But a nice individual day, a week, I guess, in the in the number one. Okay. I think. So here's where it gets tough. So we've got right. basically unranked, but who we have left is we've got Boba Fett. We've got Grogu and we've got our, our, our boy Din. We've got Mando. Yeah. So I, I drew, what are your thoughts? I don't even know where to go with this. I don't either. This is, this is so di- You know what? I'm I'm inclined. Okay, I'm inclined to move Boba Fett all the way up to the top spot. Be- you think it was that strong? It was it was that strong of a debut. And while it wasn't as like you you already laid this out right, it wasn't the amount of t- screen time that Ahsoka got. It was just as impactful. That's not the only way to make your presence known. And the fact that we know that he's going to be there, there is one of those things. Like, so we're, we're doing these power rankings, right? Because we know we, we do sports, right? And power rankings at the end of a week, if a team has gone four and zero in basketball, I was just, I don't know why I went with a sport of my own. If you, if you, <laughs> it's like, if you got a baseball team that's gone, you know, seven and zero that week, Nine and zero over the last stretch, but one of them keeps having all these walk off wins, and another team has won the same amount of games, but they've had these monstrosity of victories. Right? They're just drubbing people. Well, that's how you separate them. And this was a drubbing. This was just to show up in one week. Uh, I think of you know the, that old Super Team Miami Heat when it's like. They could go to the number one in the power rankings by beating two teams by 40 points. And no, they didn't do everything that everybody else did. But sometimes when you just show up, you dunk, you're throwing full court alley-oops. You're shooting people without looking. You take down ships when you say, oh, shooting for the other one. You're I promised. Mean, we, got more, we got more significant backstory on both Django and Boba Fett this episode. I think that really matters. I, to... All right, Drew, I, you know, I'm not one to necessarily argue with you here. I think you might be on to something. Yeah, I mean, it was just, I, I, I think, and I didn't know that this was going to happen, but we're going to have ourselves a little bit of um, hot potato with that number one spot for a little bit here. Because either Grogu or Mando could retake it, but I think we've almost got to hold them where they are. It was... Again, to, to follow through with the sports analogy, it's like one team went five and one and the other team went five and one. It's just that 
Mando, well, I don't know who was already in the lead. We had Grogu at number two. Did Mando fall? Maybe we maybe we swap him. Maybe we put Mando. I, yeah, in I, don't number think, two. I mean Mando, man, like it's so much so much like great little dialogue with everybody and his I I think it's John hard says to Grogu's him. tossing stormtroopers. Yeah, that was really cool. It was one little moment. I mean, it was I, mostly like, used. Mando like really showing his <laughs> caring side for the kid, where he's running back and forth from the top of that mountain at the temple, like True. a bunch of times throughout the episode, trying to make sure that he's okay. He's like, "Kid, it's time to go." He tries to break through the force, force like the yeah. quote unquote the force force shield. Right. So. I mean, I think like here, here's my problem. Mando was at number one for a really long time. I think as a character, he's only gotten stronger throughout this season, and we're I dropping agree. him. And I don't necessarily know if that's fair. I think that's again, it's it's almost like it, it's tough, man. It's like when you're one of those teams that's just consistently pretty good, and your yeah, your record is still better, but somebody else had the hotter, more exciting week, and we've seen the two in a row from Ahsoka yeah. and Boba Fett, and it's, it's like yeah, boy. Mando. Is our boy Din like the San Antonio Spurs? I would. I was almost going to make that exact analogy. That's right. He's like he's just there and good all the time, and you almost just take him for granted. Like, oh, it was Spurs, straight up. Dude. I'm I'm Seriously. feeling Mando. I think he's getting stronger and stronger. I think his paternal, you know, his paternal instincts are kicking in around Grogu. Um, yeah, I love that. Boba Fett isn't just an action figure anymore. So That's I think that I, you know, I think, I think we've got to, we've got to get our boy, the Mandalorian okay. at the number two spot okay. and Grogu in at number three, which is strong. I think he only got stronger this episode. He's cute. He's throwing stormtroopers around. It's just, these power rankings are getting so, so totally. tough, man. Like being at number three is not an insult to Grogu right now at all. No, you can win a championship from the number three spot. Like you can finish the season strong enough to come out and win this thing. It's right. I mean, if he tosses Moff Gideon across the room, we're having a very different conversation. What if he's wielding? <laughs> what if he's wielding the dark saber at the end of the season? Like right. our boy Grogu, like going back to his Jedi Temple training, which we now know yeah. he has. Right. Right. So, all right. Uh so uh, are those our final rankings we have in at number five we've got Moff, Moff Gideon who is a a great big bad we're all in I love him at number four big drop big drop for our girl Ahsoka Tano yeah but that being said not being in the happens. episode will do that yeah <laughs> going over we've having got, a bye week <laughs> we've got at number three we've got Grogu Interesting theory from Logan in our comments right now saying throwing stormtroopers is really bad. He's not going to be trained. Interesting. We'll see how the season plays out. I yeah. don't hate that storyline theory. I don't either. Of yeah. him necessarily not being trained, not having a good control over his force powers and it becoming more of a problem. Maybe necessarily more of a problem than it is yeah. a tool to them. I don't totally. hate that at all. Um, so number three, we've got Grogu. Number two, We've got our boy Din, the Mandalorian, and at number one this week, coming in at a really strong debut. It's got to be Boba Fett. It's got to be Boba Fett. Plays the game. A couple. He had a couple plays in the game. He was MVP of this episode. Totally. 
Uh, and it's one of those things. So I dropped it earlier in the thing, but you know, one of the big Final Fantasy games got remade this year, and it's one of those things where it's like it's almost an impossible line when you that you walk when you take something so beloved that people think of it's perfect in people's minds. It never was perfect. Final Fantasy VII was never perfect. Boba Fett was never perfect. But in our minds, he was. In our hearts, he was. And you could have ruined this in a thousand different ways. This could have been an epic disaster. And it just was not. It was the opposite. It was, as you said, as somebody who's like, eh, Boba Fett. I understand why people are Boba Fett, but you were kind of Boba Fett. And now you want to see more. I want to see more. Everyone wants to see what the next thing and Ryan agrees Final Fantasy 7 is perfect. <laughs> You're right. But right? A chance to mess it up. And when you lovingly pay tribute to something like that, you can reach people in ways we barely even understand. And that's why he belongs in the number one spot. You can try to break it down objectively and be like, don't get nostalgic about us. It. Like it's Star Wars. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> what we're Star doing Wars. Here. This episode for me was the perfect mix of nostalgia without being fan service. And it was oh. just really good. Like it was just good filmmaking, frankly. Um, yes. This whole season, I think, has just really raised the bar for what small-scale Star Wars storytelling can be and what's, what small-scale space storytelling can be um, from a visual effects perspective, but also just from a contained episode. I mean, each episode has had this sort of mini-movie feel to yes. it while the season itself has really worked together while following a formula. I mean, this season has very much followed a formula. It shows up to a place, needs something in order to right. get he works with this person to achieve this goal, right? And yet it has right. never gotten old. And I am right. just really impressed with this season's storytelling as a whole. And I can't – it's gotten to the point where, like, I'm literally, like, counting down the hours till our 8 p.m. watch parties every right. week. So I'm really excited. Uh, I, I couldn't be more happy with this last episode and this season as a whole. And just the characters we're getting, I mean – as someone who's a diehard Star Wars fan who has watched all of Clone Wars and all of Rebels and every episode a million times and read the books and been a fan of the extended universe, I couldn't be happier from what the Mandalorian has given us this season. Yeah, totally. I'm just, as you can see here, our, our comment section is still popping off. People are just excited about it. Ryan, I did the same thing when I saw the ship. I yelled out, Slave One! And, and my girlfriend went, what happened? <laughs> okay, boom's different. It's, you know, it's just where that's what it's for, is for us to yell out, hey, look, the thing, but not in a dumb and cheap way, in a way that really, like, I agree with you. This has been a very successful season uh, so far of Mandalorian. So thank you all. If you want to, as Kale said, make sure you don't miss any of it. We're doing these live watches on Fridays at 8 o'clock p.m. Going live after that, sometime right after the episode or at least by 9 o'clock after the episode. Uh, doing these, make sure you're using the hashtag DNVR watches. You're following DNVR Gaming both on Twitter and on the Twitch channel with DNVR underscore sports there at twitch.tv and that you're subscribed to the youtube channel give it a like click on that bell icon you'll get a notification whenever we're going live and subscribe to the dnvr.com for all that sports talky stuff that we actually do for a living so uh it's just it really is so much fun getting to 
stretch our nerd muscles with all of you. And uh, one of the great things about being a member of the DNVR.com when you subscribe is you get to come hang out in our Discord. And so you can tell us about your favorite music or your favorite movies, your favorite TV shows, your favorite Star Wars theories. We've got a Mandalorian channel in there. Yeah, we just got a new Mandalorian Come channel in the out. Discord. It's been popping off the last week or so. We're having a lot of fun in it. Come hang out. Top, talk Star Wars with us. A lot of diehard, diehard Star Wars fans, not only on the right? DNVR staff, but in the DNVR community as well. We're having a ton of fun in that Discord. Come hang out with us. People got like Mace Windu theories. It's been phenomenal. We're having a great time. So follow all that stuff. Subscribe to all that stuff. Keep hanging out with us. There will be more Mando talk coming your way next week. So just chill. Until then, see you next time.